Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Tuesday, August 22nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here as uh, just a few days away from the first high school football Friday here in the Eastern Panhandle, well, in the state of West Virginia. Uh, but we will have football for you Friday night. Pre-game show beginning at 6 p.m., kickoff at 7 p.m. between Musselman and John Handley out of Virginia. Looking forward to going to talk with John Handley's coach, Jake Smith, who we are not unfamiliar with because he was actually the coach at Sharando for the last few seasons. So Colin, you, you talked to him last year uh, prior to the Martinsburg game. And uh, I believe we talked to, I, um, I talked to him along with uh, Matt Miller a couple of years ago uh, before the 2021 game between Martinsburg and Sharando. So it'll be good to catch up with him tomorrow after the show. Uh, going to go out to Musselman on Thursday, catch up with Coach Brian Thomas and a couple players before the game because we caught up with them after their first scrimmage before their second scrimmage. Now we're going to catch up with them uh, right before game one to see how the second scrimmage went and things along those lines. Uh, but guys, let's uh, talk EPAC All Access. Last night the Washington episode premiered. Got to see some Terry Ray mic'd up, obviously, Uh Dylan was in the thick of it filming that EPAC All Access uh, mic'd up segment, so he can attest to what he heard and he saw prior to us watching it. You got to see the quarterbacks throw a little bit. I think, uh, I think, is it Went? Went? Wentz. Wentz is uh, like Carson Wentz, I believe. Yeah, I think Ryan Wentz is a is a little bit more above Braylon Holmes, but that's because Wentz, I believe, is a sophomore. Wentz is a freshman. I mean, yeah, Holmes is a freshman. Yeah, as far as we know, it seems like pretty solidly Ryan Wentz is the starter for Washington. And yeah, it, it seemed like a pretty well-run practice over there from Terry Ray. Obviously, coming over from Berkeley Springs, who didn't have a lot of success in his last season coming over, only having one win. But they did come extremely close to making the playoffs the year before. It was, uh, you know, there's just not usually a lot of talent to to pull from over in Berkeley Springs. That's just the, the reality of it. But they had guys like Gavin Barkley and Evan Thompson and Tymere Ross for that season two two years ago that got them almost to the playoffs. And once they were gone and Tymere had to move to quarterback. It was Went. Ryan it was Went. Went. Okay. Yes. Once, uh, once they had to move Ross to quarterback and they didn't really have much to throw to other than Gavin Young, who's now at Hedgesville, it, it was more of a struggle. But it didn't seem like uh, a coaching sort of thing. That's just always how Berkeley Springs is. Who the coach is, whether it's Matt Puffenberger or Terry Ray or whoever. So I, I thought it was a well-run practice, and uh, I, I, I feel promise. I think there's promising things going on at Washington. I don't really think you're going to see a whole lot of it this year. Maybe in their non-conference schedule, as opposed to the the EPAC. But uh, I think they have something good going over there. I think I have some faith in Terry Ray. I think the question is, is can they 
maintain Terry Ray being there. I think that's really a big step because Washington's had a few solid seasons. It's not like they are always, you know, one, two wins. I mean, they were five and five for back-to-back years, but couldn't maintain that success and, and really improve on that. Um, I think, and if Coach Ray can really establish a program, maybe he doesn't get to his goal of six and four, but you know, three, four wins this year, you know, continue to go on the up and get better each year. Maybe five wins next year, and then maybe you're talking about seven, eight, you know, potentially down the line. I think that's what you have to do with this program. But the, I think you know, can they maintain him as the coach? Um, because we know there's been so much turnover at Washington in the past and other sports, and uh, I don't think Coach Simpson was there particularly long. So, I think it was seven, eight years. Okay. Well, either way, you know, for the most part, they've had a lot of turnover in the other coaching staff. So, and the athletic director, athletic department, right. whatever you want to put it. Yeah, it seems like it's not, you know, something structurally over there at Washington. There's a lot of turnover with yeah. coaches in general. But so. I think a good thing is is it does seem like he's gotten more kids to come out and play on the team. So Yeah, I think in one year he's had an increase from what we've seen the last two years over Washington, the Washington Patriots. Because, I mean, last year they had 34 kids on the roster for week one. I think yeah. 34 or 35 kids on the roster and for week one. And it's not like there isn't talent over there at, at Washington. And it's not like there isn't kids at that school. Right. Yeah, they may because not because they're one of the largest schools in the Eastern Panhandle. Right. They may not have the the sort of athletic pedigree of Jefferson, but they are the other high school in Jefferson County, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that live there. And yeah, so especially with the growing community out there. I mean, heck, we were just when we were out there, and we were going to Musselman. We were driving. Did you follow us out that way, or did you go a different way? Uh, we we went to Musselman. So we went right down the road. If you turn left outside of Washington, if that you take that road and then you go through town and then you go around, they're building more communities. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just going to get bigger out that way. So, yeah. I mean, it's just you might in 15 years might need a third school in Jefferson County. Right. We don't see this sort of like over the last few years, it's been Washington know having the lowest in football specifically but we don't really see that across the rest of the sports because you know whether it's basketball or baseball so we especially the baseball team you got guys like cam moore and colin reed over there that have had a lot of success and there's teams all over if they can keep some continuity over there in the athletic departments and on the coaching staffs that the football team can get up to the level of these other schools in the EPAC. I was editing up the uh, mic'd up segment for it yesterday before it premiered, and it still seems like there's some things that there's a learning curve for some of these players that need to get used to on, because we went to a defensive practice, the defensive side of the ball, just trying to learn the, I guess, calls out from the coaches, trying to figure everything out, and it's still going this season it's still year one for terry ray there's going to be some struggles that come along with a first year coach going into a new program it's just an easy expectation that comes along with it no matter what it's a very different offensive system from what they were running going from the single wing to trying to run a spread passing attack but i mean you know we've heard coach ray and it's not necessarily all that different they're gonna line up spread from what they would have in the wing 
Yeah. They're not going to be bunched up in the wing. They're just going to line up spread from the wing. And it's I think different that's, skill sets. I think that's what you have to do this year in order to combine and you know get a cohesive group is you have to use some of the other stuff and the kids know what they're doing and then add in new concepts i think that's how you become successful you can't just jump from one thing to another with a group of players that we're so used to for the last two three some four some going into their fourth year right yeah used to doing something some way that you just you kind of i believe they're going to run the spread offense out of the wing formation so they're going to have the same kind of formations just guys spread out as appeared as a you know as appeared to be tight uh but uh, obviously washington gets the season going this friday uh we'll talk with that with we'll talk about their game we'll recap it on monday from what we saw online uh but uh martinsburg getting going this saturday at the Ironton Gridiron Classic. Unfortunately, due to the the broadcast rights for the game, we will not be there. Uh, we've had some people calling. Uh, we will not be able to broadcast that game. Uh, so if you want to watch it, I know for a fact Ollie's VIP, Northside, will be showing the game. If you are if you know any other place, any other bar, any other restaurant showing the game, uh, put it in our Facebook comments. Let us know or send us a message. We can put it out on Facebook for people to go watch. Uh, because it should be a great game for Martinsburg from kind of the indication we've gotten Clarkson North, a 3-7 and seven team last year, appears to be up this year from what their record was last year. At least their their JV squad appears to be good from the scrimmage they had up, in Fort, up at Fort Hill. Yeah, they went up against uh, Fort Hill and Bridgeport, and their JV team took care of business against those two varsity teams. So even though this varsity team last year from Clarkson North in Canada was 3-7 and seven or 3-6, and six, um it still should be a good team. Their schedule is a very tough schedule. They play a lot of this mid-Atlantic uh, region teams and get the opportunity to go against Martinsburg. So looking forward to Saturday's game. And if you want to watch it at home, you have to subscribe to Flow Sports to have that game. And I believe it's 20 bucks a month. So you can do a one-time $20 thing, but just make sure that you cancel it right afterwards. Otherwise, in a month or so, you're getting another bill for 20 bucks. Or as Unless Spencer you really said, enjoy Flow Sports once you just go to, I don't even know what's on Flow Sports. Go to I think Ollie's. some, some I D1 FCS games are on Flow Sports. That sounds about right. No, friend, I feel like baseball is. I feel like JMU, before JMU went to the Sun Belt, like, when they were in the CAA or whatever they were, they were on there. Uh, I do know isn't doesn't isn't Flow Sports the home of the Atlantic League? Might be Atlantic League as well. Yeah, I think I saw that when we were looking Sounds up like going. some exciting stuff. That yeah, you get on Flow Sports these days. So if you want to subscribe to it long term, go ahead and do that. But if not, all that great content. Yeah, yeah. all that great content. Uh, how about this, guys? What are our EPAC power rankings? I think number one team has got to be Martinsburg until somebody can prove. They can knock them off. Is that consensus number one? Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Now, who's your number two team? We'll start with Colin. Mine's still Jefferson. I'm, I'm also going with Jefferson at the moment, yeah. Yeah, I'm leaning toward the Cougars at this point. All right, so I guess we're consensus one and two because I'm also going with the Cougars. Number three, Colin. I have Musselman at number three. I I also have Musselman. I think this is consensus as well. Yes, this consensus. So the one through three are consensus. I think okay. four and five, yeah. Martinsburg, kind of Jefferson, and Musselman. Okay, who's your number four, Colin? I got Hedgesville at number four. Spring Mills. There's, here's a disagreement, finally. All right, why? 
Why are they better than Hedgesville? I just think that having Max Anderson, third-year starter, having a lot of guys kind of rising on this team as juniors and seniors. We had talked to the offensive and defensive coordinators since Josh Sims was you know, out, leave of absence when we were there for EPAC All Access. And they said that these guys had gotten in the weight room, which I think at this age group is a very important thing. The strength and what you can do up, on the, up in the trenches is very important. I just think that they have the only three years full-time starting quarterback in the EPAC versus you know Dalton Harper at Hedgesville. Got some time last year when Jackson Ruest was hurt. But it wasn't the same level as Ruest, and Ruest was very good, and they lost some some weapons as well. I just think that Hedgesville has lost more pieces than Je- than Spring Mills has. Nick, who's your number four? I'm with Dylan. I like Spring Mills in that spot. Um, I think with Andrew going to his third year as a starter, that's a big thing, like Dylan mentioned. And I think also Spring Mills was almost better than Hedgesville last year when they had Ruest and Tanner Matthew. I mean, they nearly won that game. So I think losing those guys and uh, a few others, Faircloth as well. Um, while I love what you know, Coach Matt Faircloth has built, and I think they brought in some kids uh, this year that come in and, and Young and, and Fleming that certainly could make a big difference for them, which maybe that does push them back over Spring Mills. But I just think right now, if I was making a prediction – the beginning of last week, I was saying Hedgesville. Now I'm leaning toward the Cardinals. I think is that all because we went out and have, watched their practice. I don't like. Does that have anything to do with it? Because we were out there last two Wednesday. I think just you know that definitely helped. I think just hearing from the coaches, hearing what they have coming back, it's like yeah, they really didn't lose much from last year, and this team was pretty close to making the playoffs a year ago, and now they're just a year stronger, faster. Uh, more experienced so i just see this team getting to you know that five six win mark where they could be the fourth best team in the epac and could they could they potentially jump to seven wins five six seven wins potentially i mean they could flip a musselman game i i i believe in musselman right now and what they have as a program but you know we haven't seen eli fleming put on the pads yet in the epac you know we haven't seen some of these guys that's a good point i I think the muscle putting muscleman third for me at least is more on pedigree than like what i can really concretely say if i will not be surprised if all of spring mills is the number three team in the epac at the end of the year i have hedgesville number four number five spring mills so your number fives are hedgesville yes yeah and then everyone's consensus number six uh, appears to be Washington. So go. Th- I'll go yep. through mine. It's Martinsburg, Jefferson, uh, Musselman, Hedgesville, Spring Mills, and then Washington. Colin, yours is same. the same. And then Nick, you guys tell us uh, why you have Hedgesville over Spring Mills. I think that you know, just going out there, seeing the you know, I the three of us have seen one more year of the Coach Faircloth system at Hedgesville than you have. Um, and just seeing the improvement in the practices is is kind of what I see. Yeah, is, definitely very noticeable, even just looking at record, if nothing else, so year over year for Faircloth. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're a lot better this year, yeah. I think that you know adding Aiden Fleming, adding another wide receiver in Gavin Young, which helps because you have uh, you know Xavier Kirk, who also played a little receiver, who's no longer playing football, you know, kind of – put somebody in that spot i think the biggest question obviously is how is dalton harper going to ferret quarterback yeah 
that's the biggest question to me. I mean, that line, although you lost a couple guys, I mean, it's intact. Uh, you know, I think there's <laughs> – I feel like because he's the coach's kid, either way, you know, you lose Eli last year, from last year's team. But Levi Faircloth is just ready to go and ready to take over as that leader, even even as a junior. He's, he's only a junior, and, you know, he's a guy that can lead this team and knows what his dad, you know, Coach Faircloth, wants and knows that they need to live up to expectations and things along those lines. I think that having your kid in the program is also having an extension of the coaching staff that, like, hey, this is not going right, right. Instead of us laying into the kids, how about you go talk to him? And, and, you know, I think it helps having a kid on the team, especially if something's going right or especially if something's going wrong. But I think I got I got Hedgesville. Until they prove me wrong, I think they're going to take a step up this year. And then for Spring Mills, uh, it's just the case of uh, no matter how this season shapes out, that final week game to me is going to be who's getting into the playoffs, Hedgesville or Spring Mills. So right now I have Spring Mills at number five. They could jump to number four by the end of the year. I just think the experience that Aiden Fleming brings off the edge is going to help them. For me is right now, Hedgesville, even though, as you guys have mentioned, the guys that they've lost already, they've still proved themselves as a playoff team. They made the playoffs last year. They have guys this year that I think can lead them to the playoffs still again this year. Spring Mills might have that too. But they haven't proved it yet. Can They've we get been five knocking teams? on the door the past two, three years. Yeah. Can we get five teams not in the EPAC yet. in the playoffs? They got to probably not. I'd be surprised if we see five teams in the EPAC yeah, in the playoffs. It's just hard when they all play each other. Yeah. But I, I will say, for, for Hedgesville's sake, that Gavin Young is a legitimately good and notable addition to the wide receiver court. Is he only a sophomore? He should be a junior, junior. because he was. I was there and watched every game uh, with doing his games when he was a freshman, and he stood out as a freshman, getting the ball from Gavin Barkley, being coached by Terry Ray, and it's, it felt like Gavin Young every time he caught the ball, it was a touchdown, and it felt like it was just he would get maybe you know two or three catches a game, and you know at most sometimes, and it was just felt like halfway through the season he had eight catches, six touchdowns, something like that. And for a freshman, that was really impressive. Obviously, he was getting the ball from a really good quarterback in Gavin Barkley. But, you know, we'll see what Hedgesville can do with Harper and him having the the reins to himself, having had some action last year. Gavin Young is probably a good – and that's what I saw as a freshman. I didn't get to see his games last year. So – uh, the improvement, the development, is if that's there year over year, the way that Hedgesville has developed people and the team in general, he could be dangerous. He could be. All right. If you're tuned in on Facebook, give us your top, uh, your EPAC power rankings, one to five. I think Martinsburg's six, six. or one to six, excuse me. I think Martinsburg's obviously everyone's consensus number one. Until somebody knocks them off in the conference, they are number one in the conference. I think that is fair to say. Can somebody do that this year do you think i think the three four five could be interchangeable you could convince me if or not convince me but if you you could make an argument for any of those three through five in any of those spots rationally it depends on how much you believe in the new pieces uh, versus what they lost i'd say yeah anybody closing the gap on martinsburg this year or is it still going to be pretty much martinsburg by three touchdowns over everybody at least i mean, I think, Jefferson, I, think so. I mean coach walker's back I think that that 
Martinsburg's posed, poised, excuse me, not posed, poised for another state championship run. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Jefferson. I think they'll have a good team in general, like on the when you stack them up against all the teams in the state, but I wouldn't expect them to beat Martinsburg or anything like that. All right, Colin, fair. do we have video to play yes. on the VMix? Yes. All right, Nick, get ready to play that on the VMix. As uh, Colin, you want to introduce this before we play it? So this is a retired retired Colonel uh, Gregory Gadson. He was a uh, double leg amputee, twenty year Army veteran, now a motivational speaker. He played for the uh, New York Giants for a few seasons, I believe, in the NFL as well. And uh, Martinsburg football was fortunate to have the opportunity to have him come speak to them before practice yesterday. So here's a quick preview of that. What do you hope the kids take away from your message today? Well, again, um, um, we are we are not defined by uh, what we do, but but who we are. Uh, at the end of the day, who we are is, is what matters, not what we do, not what we did. And and so I just encourage them to to um, you know the, to work hard, to build um, you know build good habits and and uh, and hope that those habits develop into their character because that's what's going to carry today for them in life moving forward. You've had many different journeys throughout your life. What have you enjoyed the most about this part of your life's journey? Well, for me, it's, uh, I think I would say it's really about, um, it's about giving back. I mean, uh, being in a position where I can give back, um, it, it's way more uh, gratifying than receiving. All right, uh, those words. If you want to watch that whole video, I believe the whole... What is it, Colin? It is on YouTube. Uh, aired it last night on there. So if you want to go and watch the uh, motivational speech that he gave, it's about a 15-minute speech. Uh, it's on our YouTube. It will also be airing right after this on TV10, too. All right, there you go. That'll do it for the segment of the Sports Mix brought to you. In part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into a little of uh, the Commanders breaking the NFL record streak of the Ravens. We got 2v2 here when it comes to fans of these teams. Talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
Locust Hill Golf Course invites you to historic Charlestown, West Virginia for 18 holes of phenomenal golf. We're just an hour drive from the Baltimore, D.C. Beltway, one half hour from Winchester and Leesburg, Virginia, as well as Hagerstown and Frederick, Maryland. Each tee offers challenges across the 35 acres of lakes, ponds, and streams, which come into play on 11 holes. The Blue Ridge Mountains also provide a breathtaking backdrop to Locust Hill. Schedule your tee time today at www.locusthillgolfcourse.com or call 304-728-7300. That's 304-728-7300. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Good stuff. All right, here we go. Kick is good. And with nine seconds left. The Commanders are on top by one. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Cohen, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. You heard it right there. The call from the, uh, I guess... Preseason exhibition game, whatever. You got to get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck ready for the year. So they do this one Monday night football game during the preseason. I believe, like, what? So it's all the networks get the one game, I believe. If that, if that, because NBC airs the Hall of Fame game. Then I think Thursday night this week, there's a prime game on. So then Monday night. Uh, they obviously do that game yesterday, courtesy of that call, courtesy of ESPN Monday Night Football. The Commanders break the streak, the game winning streak in the preseason for the Ravens. It is no more. Uh, Never even, more. Even Joey Sly throwing up L's after the kick. He won the job and he proved why he won the job last night. He, he had some tough games last year. But he won the kicking competition this year for the Commanders, and he if he lost, if he didn't make that kick last night, I think you got to immediately bring back that kicker that they just cut on Sunday, and you got to say we're having a straight up competition for the final week. I don't know if you go that far, and I, I know here in a few minutes when Nick and Dylan talk, they're going to say it's just a preseason game. Don't go too game. crazy, but they're, they're right on that. They're right on that, ladies but and it, gentlemen. Still... Your Super Bowl champions, no, Washington no, no, Commanders. No, 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 no. It's still an accomplishment beating a streak in, <laughs> Why is it in a fashion coming back and winning that game. They they were down by eight. You had Jake Fromm, your third-string quarterback, come in and impress. Troy Aikman even said this is the the most entertaining, the bet, like the and I, I don't have the quote right off the top of my head. He essentially said that's the most entertaining preseason game he's ever been a part boring. of. I turned it off at like halftime, but... Um, it's yeah. pretty boring. You're just saying that because your team lost. I had turned it off because I was bored. And they were winning at that point. How many of the, how at many of the twi- I don't know if it was at halftime. It was probably before halftime. Nick, how many of the twenty-four game win streak uh, preseason games do you think you watched? Maybe like twelve. 
So <laughs> that many. I was gonna for myself. I was gonna say like three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like the full thing. I don't know. I probably watched part of all twenty four, but I can't tell you like any That's moment true. from it. Zay Flowers looked good last night. He did, he did. look good. Sam uh, Al looked really good. Well, I mean, he was playing yeah. against the second and third string defense. Still looks good. It's a guy I mean, that needs to get reps. Why was he in reps. so long? I don't because he needs to get reps. The Commanders um, needed to beat the streak. They had to play their stars for the whole half. Just saying, like, oh, they're not going to play him at all on next Saturday. Well, it's because they're not playing for any streaks. Yes, yeah. but uh, you know, I thought there were some good things from the Ravens that I saw. Obviously, Zay Flowers looked good, which was exciting. Um, I thought. At times, the defense looked pretty good, considering you know they were the backups for the most part, and they got some pressure on how he held the ball too long on a few plays. Uh, so that's a bit concerning, especially when he gets into the regular season. And we already know the Commanders' offensive line is he got sacked twice. Bad. That's it. Yeah, but on one of the sacks, he held the ball like really long. Yes. I, don't, I don't. He know. tried to extend the twenty-five. I'll tell you what, though, uh, Dylan has a bad take. Saying that Jacoby Brissett was going to be the starting quarterback, <laughs> he went seven eleven, forty seven yards, and he threw an interception. There's no way he's going to be a starting quarterback. He might be at some point. I didn't say he was going to be the starting quarterback. Dylan's just big on be. Jacoby. Brissett. I just like Jacoby Brissett. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't. Have, he had a little bit of an off game. Sure. <laughs> you didn't say game. he will be. You said he should be. Yeah, I did There's say that. that. I did say um, should. He should be when he's throwing though. picks in the preseason against the four-string defense <laughs> of the Ravens. Well, I said that weeks ago. You know, They're on a 24-game win streak. They're the best preseason team of all time. I'll tell you what. Jake Fromm looked really good for a guy that's going to be on the practice squad. That two-minute drill to end the game to get him in field goal position, he looks really good for a guy that's barely not, not even going to make a roster. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But... um. Oh, I was going to say James Prochet is going to get cut. <laughs> what like, I like that pass was so weird. I thought Josh Johnson obviously could have put more on it, but he did get hit. And then it went through Prochet's hands. And, and nobody was acknowledging that on the broadcast. And I was like, if you're an NFL wide receiver and it hits you in the hands. Well, they said the it was deflected, I guess. I don't know. They kept saying, like, Johnson's got to get that more up. I'm like, it hit him in the hands. It wasn't that bad. Well, I like the most in the hands, the you gotta catch it. on Washington side is it seems like the offense is getting comfortable within the new system of enemy running that Chiefs-style offense. It seemed like their routes and everything is kind of coming together. So I, I still think this team's probably a 5-8 to eight win team at best. But there's, seven. Th- there could be some surprises. Five, I, I six, don't know. Seven, eight, if this team truly win? buys into enemy, what truly is the roof in your truly? mind for this team? Well, I mean, they're in a pretty tough division based off of last year. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this team really goes that far. I'll tell you what, though. I liked... It's going to come down to same how. Potentially if actually good, yeah. then they could win nine, ten games, realistically. Because I think their defense has a lot of talent. Especially I think with, they uh, have talent at wide receiver and McLaurin and uh, Dotson. Obviously, I like him and Curtis Samuel. Uh, they have solid running backs. I don't think either of them are necessarily great in Robinson and Gibson, but I think they can contribute. Their offensive line is shaky, so that's that's going to probably hold them back. Um, but if Howe is is pretty good, I think they could potentially be a wild card team. But yeah, you know, I don't know how much 
you believe in Sam Howell. I think he right. looks solid so far from what I've seen. He looks like he can yeah. be reliable. Yeah. I think that third running back, I, I got to give it to Chris Rodriguez Jr. He fumbled the ball, and he could have just, like, his mentality in his head, he could have just had the bad rest of the game. Came back in and had some pretty good snaps at running back. I think he's got that third spot over Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson. I, I think that this rookie out of, I believe, Kentucky has mm-hmm. secured that spot. Where'd they uh, get Cole Turner from? He looked pretty. Simple. They drafted him, so I think he was injured, if has I he remember correctly. Years? He is a rookie from last year. He's his second okay. year in the league. He came from Nevada. Okay. But last year he got hurt in training camp and didn't play at all during the preseason, essentially, and then was like that third guy inactive tight end once when Logan Thomas was He looks was like healthy. he could be pretty productive at tight end. A little small for a tight yeah, end, but I think small, as a receiving tight end, he could be productive. Yeah, I mean, he had two catches, 24 yards. Uh, you know, he didn't see I thought Logan Charlie Thomas. Kohler looked good, which was nice to see. Who? <laughs> the Ravens rookie second-year tight end. Oh. He looked pretty good. Yeah, they the the other one they drafted last year with Isaiah Likely. Yeah, and then uh, they had some guy score two touchdowns at tight end. I don't know who he is though. Travis Vokalek. Yeah, I don't know. He's undrafted. I'm pretty hey, sure. what about your guy that uh, Patrick Ricard? What is he doing now? Well, he's a fullback in an offense that isn't going to he's, use a fullback. He's anymore. falling off. That's what he's doing. They used him a little bit. Yeah, are I they going to use him at tight end? Have him use him at lineman? Is he going to come in as? He's like not going to play offensive line, but they'll he use might him play as like. I don't think he took reps to during the training camp at offensive line. Yeah, but from what I was hearing last night, it's not really working out. I thought you didn't watch. I did watch. I watched a little bit. <laughs> I watched enough to know what I'm was going on. He said he turned it off at halftime. Probably a little bit before that. I think it was like five minutes left in the second quarter or so. But anyway. Um, yeah, Todd Munkin is not a guy I think that's he still has use. a role, though, because he's such a good blocker and he's like 300 pounds and kind of athletic. I don't like throwing him the ball ever. I don't know why that was like a design play, but I don't mind having him as like a lead blocker, especially if Jackson's still going to run some read option plays, obviously. So you, know, you get Ricard out there in front and uh, either Dobbins or Gus Edwards, you know, leading the way for lamar on some option plays i think that could be does lamar play in the third game for a series i think he has to yeah, yeah. i mean we see aaron Rodgers is going to play in the third game i want offense too for at least a drive yeah i think if there were any other fullback on the roster other than pat ricard todd munkin would not be using one at all but he might use ricard don't they have a backup fullback they do have ben mason, who ben they mason like a fifth round pick on and he hasn't why would they use a fifth round pick? Because Greg Roman, maybe he's got to yeah. load up on tight ends yeah. and fullbacks. Yeah. The one thing I want to see Washington fix, other than the offensive line, is I'm tired of seeing slow starts for this team. First drives on both sides of the ball, you didn't get the job done. The defense, that first drive was way too easy for Baltimore to march down the field and score that touchdown. The tackling wasn't there. It seemed like assignments weren't there. So allowing Johnson and the what second third string offense of the ravens to march down the field on the opening drive i, I want to see that fixed in the regular season it didn't seem like a lot of the commander starters were out there either still though. well you i don't know they kept terry mclaurin out there way too long Didn't and he, he potentially has turf toe and then on the other side for the offense it was good drive but you got to cap it off that's you the won, big thing but that, at what cost <laughs> turf toe. that's the big thing that Everything. you want to see is once you get to a first and goal situation you need touchdowns, not field goals, especially first drive of the game. You should have that script to where you're scoring touchdowns. Yeah. I wonder who's going to win the Ravens' second string job. Because Josh Johnson, I thought, played pretty well. Tyler Huntley's hurt right now. 
It'll be Hunley. Which one's a Pro Bowl quarterback? Which one isn't? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But supposedly, look, supposedly I mean, jo- Todd Munkin loves Josh Johnson for whatever that's worth. Okay. He probably loves him as a third stringer. All right. Can we just talk about Maybe he knows the, the offense? Better. The funny situation that happened in the booth. Yeah, that was awkward. Uh, with new Commanders owner Josh Harris. He's fitting right into that Commanders owner role. But he's, at least he's talking to the media. There would never have been a time in the last 25 years that Dan Snyder would have walked up to a TV booth and put on a headset and talked to anyone. Yeah, That's it's because they wouldn't have wanted him there. <laughs> he wouldn't have been invited. I mean, that was the most awkwardest thing in the world. But I got to say, mm-hmm. broadcasters... Talk with their hands. That's what we're known for. Talking with our hands. During the, in the booth, I talk with my hands all the time. Do you talk with your hands yes, in the booth? Uh, yeah. I'm part Italian, so I've never this thing, to talk this, and this camera probably yeah. moves all the way around if, I don't, if I'm not careful. But that was just I funny because you, you look at Joe Buck and he's just saying, here, we've got the guy from Chevy Chase. And then the next thing you know, you see Josh Harris awkwardly shake his hand and then put his hands on his side. I think he had one too many brewskis last night. literally why I sit like this here during the show. I I keep my hands down, especially because we don't want hitting the table because of the microphone, so I literally hold my hands together. He did seem a little out of it, didn't he? I think he had one too many brewskis with the new sponsors. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking that should have been a interview. There's one thing I know about. They weren't really asking him any questions. It was also an odd interview to begin with because – he was like, what do I say? What do I do? Like, they're just going to call on the game. Like, it's hard to do an interview. They should have interviewed Magic. They should have interviewed during halftime. That's when you should do those kind of interviews. That's because he's having an interview when the Ravens are marching down the field and score a touchdown. That's awkward. It's preseason. I, mean, I know he's not the main owner of the group, Johnson, but why hasn't he been the face of when it comes to the media? He's busy. How many billionaires got a lot like of things that he's doing? Yeah, he's got so a lot Johnson. of ventures he is in. He owns a bunch of teams. Yeah. He also has a lot of other business he's ventures. still the Dodgers at all? Yeah, but he also has other business ventures that he's doing, so I know he's been busy. I think he's in Texas this week for something. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store. Any longer, get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way, right here in Martinsburg, or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. We'll talk a little bit more NFL uh, power rankings. The Colts grant uh, their running back the ability to seek a trade, plus the Bucks have named a starting quarterback. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Time. Back in two minutes. Beneath the light of a neon moon Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. and save at Orsini's today. The W.B. Hospitals East Foundation is excited to announce the inaugural Dr. Frank Sabato Jr. Pickleball Classic to be held on Saturday, September 23rd at the W. Randy Smith Recreation Center in Inwood. Join us for a fun round-robin style pickleball tournament with start times at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Award ceremony and lunch will follow. To register as a player or sponsor, call 304-264-1223 or go to wbmedicine.org backslash berkeley backslash giving to download the registration form. 
After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, Dylan, happy to have you with us here. I believe we got some NFL power rankings to talk about here. Was that on ESPN? Yes. So the ESPN power rankings, I believe Washington 25th. Is that correct, Colin? Yeah, Washington was 25th. I believe uh, the Steelers were 15th or 14th and the Ravens 8th. Too low. I think, those are, I think those are fair. Too low for the Ravens. Why? You haven't seen Lamar Jackson play since what? What week? I don't know. Week 16? Okay, exactly. Exactly. You okay. never know how he's going to be. He got hurt at the end of the year before. Came back this past year before and he got, looked like a... No, he didn't. <laughs> see? Even Nick <laughs> knows. See, Nick and I are going to get on this again about Lamar Jackson. But no, Todd Munkin's in. They changed the wide receiver room. By the way, Zay Flowers is... Uh, Odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year are plus 3,000. Interesting. Well, he's behind all of the other first-round rookie wide receivers. And he's also behind C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and B. John Robinson. None of those quarterbacks are going to win. I think it's I think maybe between. Bryce Young. Bryce Young could, but it's probably going to be B. John. But if it's not one of those two, why Zay not Flowers Zay Flowers? Could win it, yeah. I understand the odds. I think they just probably I, go based on order of drafts. Zay, Zay Flowers will be the best rookie wide receiver out of those first. I uh, see. I, the only reason I think he wouldn't win the rookie of the year is because and you remember the what Ravens. number the Ravens are deep at wide receiver. Yeah, that was my Odell take on that. They got was, Odell and Bateman, but Bateman can't stay healthy, and, and Odell's got, not that much better. Yeah, but then you have Mark, they Andrews. Mark Andrews. They got Andrews. Dobbins yeah. got to get the ball. Edwards like gotta I'm saying, ball, that's why Lamar's I think he wouldn't win it is because they they're True. so there's a lot of mouths. There's a lot of mouths to feed. In the yeah, audience. there's so many mouths to feed for them. But I think the Steelers' ranking, I think, is pretty good right now. I mean, I think they could be a, they could make the playoffs this year. Uh, it's crazy that they're a team. Uh, did they finish eight 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 and one last year or nine eight and one? Nine eight. I third team that hasn't gone under five hundred with Mike Tomlin as their head coach, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a really good coach. Just and a solid average. They're a really coach. good organization. Yeah, yeah. I think the Ravens are the second best team in the AFC, and I think there's probably the NFC only has probably two teams that I'd say are better than them: 49ers and Eagles. I'd put the Ravens, f- f- uh, yeah, fourth. 
rather than eighth. Yeah, I don't know. I'm got to prove it first. All right, or, Baker or. Mayfield named starting quarterback for the Bucks. I feel like this is a non-story. I feel like he was going to get uh, the yeah, starting Kyle quarterback Trask. job. I would have been surprised if Kyle Trask won the job. Bingo. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other news coming up last night. It kind of led off the uh, the Monday night pregame show, the new Monday night pregame show. I really like SVP leading Monday night countdown. You got RG3. Uh, you got Ryan Clark and you got Marcus Spears and then obviously Adam Schefter coming in there. I think that's a good show. It's a good group. It's a good it's group. All right. uh, but uh, all pro running back Jonathan Taylor has been granted permission by the Colts to seek a trade. Uh, where do you think he could go? I don't know yet. I saw a lot of options and surprisingly you saw the commanders as an option according to ESPN early on, which I don't think is going to happen. So, Where do you sure think yet. he could go, Dylan? First of all, the Colts trading him at all just doesn't seem – it seems very strange and odd, like, unless – it doesn't seem like – Well, he doesn't want to play there, so they don't – Yeah, I mean, option. just the fact that they've kind of ruined that relationship, it's weird. Uh, I mean, commanders off the top of my head makes some sense, but – Why? They've got two running backs that are good. They don't have Jonathan Taylor, though. Do they have the money to pay Jonathan Taylor? That's the other thing. Is the team's got to have money to pay him. Going through my head, Dolphins. They I think I think the Browns. The Dolphins can make some. Dolphins. Sense. Browns the Browns just Chubb. opened up a bunch of cap space for this year. I believe Browns they have, have thirty-two million. Yeah, but you get one-two punch. Miami Dolphins. They got rid of Cream Hunt for a reason. All right. Well, who do you think? We got a minute left. I don't, in this I don't segment. hate Dylan's Miami Dolphins choice. I think the reason why back to the Ravens being eight real quick. We got to we got to get going, Nick. We, we didn't really get his take time. on that. Yeah, but uh, they don't have a pass rush. They have injuries in the secondary. I think there's a lot of concerns about them. I think Nick is Fair. being legit about the Ravens. Dylan over here thought they should have been top five. I don't know about that. Well, they're only they're only four spots away from being fourth. Like I said. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the sports yeah. mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap it up. We'll talk Nats and O's as Davey Martinez has an extension in hand to finish this rebuild up and. Uh, Waiting on one for uh, the GM. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1330 the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you have someone in a nursing home or are you worried about somebody you love going into a nursing home? The law firm of Daniel Staggers can protect your assets. Call the law firm of Daniel Staggers today at 304-267-3915. The Daniel Staggers law firm does elder care law, estate planning, and special needs trusts for disabled children and family members. Visit the Daniel Staggers Law Firm for your initial free consultation at 133 East John Street in Martinsburg. The Daniel Staggers Law Firm, when you need asset protection for you or for a family member. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. <laughs> Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with you. Have, happy to have you with us. I almost got Colin there. Uh, jamming out to the song yeah i was doing the oh whoa whoa part <laughs> all right we got about uh, three minutes left in today's show uh i got the press release this morning here from the washington nationals they've agreed to terms on a multi-year extension with manager davy martinez the club announced today mark lerner quoted as saying davy martinez represents the washington national lords organization with class on and off the field and we are thrilled that he will continue to serve as manager we're especially proud of the way the club has played since the end of June, and the team's play is a direct reflection of Davey's leadership. He is determined, passionate, and the right person to lead our current group as players, as well as the next wave of talent coming to Washington, D.C. It's a two-year contract extension with a club option for a third. Uh, then you have... Uh, Rizzo going to get one as well. They're working on the terms of that deal right now. I think this is huge for the team uh, just to say, hey, we're going to stick with these guys through the rebuild. And this rebuild is happening potentially a lot better than some would have thought. So everything before June doesn't matter? He didn't say that. He said he's happy with how the team's played since June, which don't get me wrong, since the break, which is July, they're now 21-14, so... This is played well there, but this is perfect cover. When Aaron Boone becomes available this offseason, no one's going to see the Nationals coming. They're not going to. He's not going to be the new manager. They just sign a multi-year extension with him. That's that'd be dumb. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, I'm talking about. Dylan's thinking outside the box. 3D chess. I don't know. Maybe you should be worried about the uh, Orioles, the lease. I don't know. Wanting to pay his players. I don't know. Maybe you should think about that. I'm not worried about the Orioles this week. They're playing the Blue Jays, and Ryan Mountcastle is healthy. I'm talking about about the future of the Orioles. The future is now. The future. Uh, That article that came out yesterday. There's a lot of articles that come out every day. New York Times article saying basically – it essentially said Angelus doesn't have enough money to run the team. Yeah, but Ryan Mountcastle is third in OPS against left-handed pitchers this season in the entire major leagues. Should I trade right, him at the deadline? Mookie talk Betts. to me again when y'all win the World Series this Mo- year. Mookie He's on Betts. a 25 game on base streak. Orlando Arcia, Ryan Mountcastle. You wanted him traded, Nick. I know. I talk to me when the O's win the World Series. 
They will. Are the Nationals going to do that this year? Not this year. They did in 2019. No, they're losing to the oh. Orioles. Remember yesterday's oh, a, show? A, a, a different year than now. Huh. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, tonight on TV 10, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know why I just said Eastern <laughs> EPAC All Access Spring Mills Edition premieres on TV10 as well as YouTube. Catch it there. You can catch Washington's episode from last night or any other the other EPAC All Access episodes on YouTube. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Free saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 7:40 AM Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Carnesville, Ranson.